Hey, thanks for joining us on the No Limits Church podcast. Here at No Limits, we are on a mission to make a difference in the lives of others. We want to help people know God, find freedom, and discover purpose. It's a journey, and we're all walking it together. So wherever you're listening from, we pray that you are encouraged and empowered by this week's message. Well, I'm not the one delivering the message today. It's actually our founding pastor, Mark Young, who is also my dad. He led, he led our church for the first 10 years, in case you didn't know, and he did a tremendous job. We would not be here today without him. I honor him. I respect him. I'm thankful for him. And you guys are in for a treat because he's a whole lot more dynamic than I am as a speaker. So, Dad, go ahead and come on up here as I pray over the message today. God, we just thank you for the word that you have for us and that you put in my dad's heart, and uh, we just ask that it goes forth with power, with strength, not just here in this room, but even online. Let it go forth and reach as many people as it needs to reach. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's go. Let's go. Woo, man. I've been excited about getting up here all day. All morning. I got up at three o'clock. Then I went back to sleep because I couldn't get Gina up. Three o'clock. I was in Atwoods the other day. Anybody go to Atwoods? All right, well, I'm at lunch, two of us. Well, anyway, I was in that was the other day. I go there three or four times a week just to walk around. They get tired of looking at me, but I just do it anyway. And I was standing in line. I actually bought something that day. And I was standing in line, and this guy was standing next to me, six feet apart, of course. And I didn't know him. I, honestly, I did not know him. And he goes, hey. I was going, you know, sometimes I like to ignore you all if I can. He goes, hey. I said, yeah, what? He goes, I got something to tell you, man. I thought, okay, okay. You know, this, uh, Gina and I had this thing about, you know, people tell us that stuff all the time. Gina, Gina especially, I got to tell you something. You know, like they're, like they're telling us their secrets. Where he goes, hey, I got to tell you something. And I'm sitting in line in Atwoods, like three people in front of me, six feet apart, of course. I'm saying, hey, okay, okay, just go ahead and tell me. He goes, man, I'm a painter. And I was painting this guy's cabinets yesterday. And... He made me use this real expensive paint, and I thinned it out, and I shouldn't have. So he's, he's, he's confessing to me in line at Atwoods. He goes, I thinned it out. And he said, I painted the whole, the whole kitchen with that thinned out paint because it was just too expensive. And he goes, I got all the cabinets done with that one gallon of paint. He said, I was proud of myself, and I went to lunch. He said, and I came back. And I went in that kitchen, and all the paint was laying on the floor. He said, I didn't know what to think. I just looked at it, and I said, i got to do this all over again. He goes, God, I should have never. He said, God, I should have never done that. And all of a sudden, this big light just went, boom, and this big thunderous voice went, repaint, repaint, and thin no more. <laughs> you guys fell for that whole thing. All right, stand up with me. Come on. Come on. Let me have a little fun here today. <laughs> Repeat after me. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am a brand new creation in Him. Come on now, stick your fist up in the air. I am a brand new creation in Him. I have approached the presence of God with no condemnation of sin. Now point to your noggin right here. I have the mind of Christ. 
therefore what belongs to him belongs to you. Now give him a shout. Come on. That's what we're in here for, folks. Each of us in this room belong to God. Man, we belong to him. We are his son. We are his daughter. Do you realize being a son and daughter that God's son and daughter, here we stand. Think about that, how, how great that is, simply because you accepted Jesus as your personal Savior. Wasn't that easy? All right, sit down. I know you guys want to sit down. Got another story for you, but I ain't going to tell it yet. About got beat up the other day, but you guys can just imagine that. We're going to go to a part in the Scripture, in the Word, that was a little, man, it was a little wild during this time. Kind of like where we are right now. But it was even worse. I think it was even worse. We're going to go to 2 Timothy, the first chapter. Now, before I read any of this, we're going we're gonna to just go to like verses 1 through 9 if we, if we get that far. You guys know how I am. Sometimes I don't get but one or two verses. But I'm gonna, I, I actually told Ethan back there to, to bring me up 1 through 9. Now, before you can study Scripture, let's have a couple of minutes here to where we can figure, figure out what we're doing here, okay? Before you study Scripture, you have to know some things of what you're trying to study. There's three things that you always need to know. How many of you remember this? There's three things that you always need to know. First is, who wrote it, right? Who wrote what you're getting ready to study? The second thing is, is why did they write it? What's the purpose of what you're getting ready to study? And then the third thing is, is who did they write it to? Now, if you know those three things before you begin to study something, you're going to know a whole lot more about what you're getting ready to study, what you're getting ready to read. Guys, what happens is, is if you don't study, if you don't know what you're getting ready to study, if you just throw a verse out to somebody, you may be teaching a wrong doctrine. I just saw somebody do this. They pulled up just one of these verses that we're getting ready to study. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Now you throw that one verse out and you can make your own doctrine. But if you know where that comes from, if you know why he said that, then you'll understand what that really means. Amen? All right, you guys ready to go there? Okay, let's go. Let's go, Ethan. Let's go. <laughs> this letter is from... We just answered question number one, right? This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus... I have been sent out to tell others about the life he has promised through what? Aren't you glad that you do not have to be perfect to be called by God? This guy was not perfect. How many of you realize that the Apostle Paul, he was not perfect? He was kind of a donkey's butt every now and then. Which probably people can say, Gina can tell you that so am I. Every now and then. We all have problems in this room. Paul had problems. He was known as the cussing apostle. Oh yeah, we won't go there, but he was known as the cussing apostle. Why? Because he had such a, a drive in what God had called him to do. Sometimes he got a little um, angry in the Lord. Amen? Anybody ever been angry in the Lord and kind of said something you wish you wouldn't have? We're human. 
So I say once again, aren't you glad that you don't have to be perfect for God to use you in this life? Because not a one of us are perfect yet. Amen? All right, let's go on. We're not even to the verse we're supposed to be at yet. I am writing to Timothy, my dear son. Now, you, already, you can already tell that they're close. I am writing to Timothy, my dear son. May God, the Father of Christ Jesus our Lord, give you grace, mercy, and peace. You can tell this is a letter to somebody, also called an epistle, right? This is a letter to somebody, and he's getting ready to get down to the gritty nitty. Here we go. Timothy, I thank God for you. I, the God I serve with a clear conscience just as my ancestors did. Night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers. You can tell there's some kind of an issue. Already. Just at the beginning of this letter. I long to see you again for I remember your tears as we parted. It's getting deeper. And I will be filled with joy when we are together again. Let's go on. I remember your genuine faith for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. This would be like somebody writing Cade. One of y'all writing Cade. Let's see if Coonrod wrote Cade. Now, Charlene's the best writer in here. So we'd say if Charlene wrote Cade 10, 15 years from now, and you could say, I remember your father, how great he was. And your mother, how wonderful she was. filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I know that the same faith continues strong in you. He's getting ready to tell Timothy, man, you're getting ready to go through some stuff, and I'm going to encourage you. That's what this letter is about. Can't you tell? All right, let's just go on a little more. This is why I remind you to fan the flames the spiritual gift that God gave you when I laid my hands on you. How many of you know what laying of hands is? Uh, How many of you know what laying on of hands is? Okay, Cade, you've got a little bit of work. (laughs) He called this boy, Timothy was a boy during this time, he called this boy into ministry. He was the one that called him into ministry, laid hands on him and said, this is what you're going to do. And, you know, when you're immediately called into ministry, if any of you have ever been called into ministry and somebody laid hands on you and said, this is what you're going to do, you just feel the flame on the inside of you. You just burn. And the world tries to make you lose it as the years go by. Timothy is getting ready to lose it. You know why? They're killing Christians at this point. They're killing them. They're doing crazy stuff to them. The last time I preached on this and told you the stuff that they were doing to Christians at this point, you guys just turned me off. I could tell by the look on your face, you did not want to hear it. So I'm not going to do it again. They were doing horrible, horrible things to Christians. And the church, Timothy had this brand new big church. Everybody was going to it. Then they all started disappearing. They'd want to have any part of it. Why? Because they didn't want to have to suffer. I mean, seriously, guys, how many of us want to suffer if we go to church? Because it's going to get to that point. It's coming. We're already suffering. We're being made fun of all the time. 
I watched news this morning and our president is being made fun of all the time. He, he made sure that churches opened back up and he's being, he's being made fun of for that. Churches shouldn't ever close. This is where healing is. I mean, I want to say, duh. Don't you? They should have never closed because this is where healing, this is where deliverance, this is where everything takes place that God has for us within the gathering of the church. You know, this building's not the church. This is where we gather. And strength is in numbers when we come together. Amen? Amen. So here we have Timothy. He is just completely depressed, and he is ready to get out of ministry. Let's go on a couple more verses, Ethan. For God has not given us... Here's that verse. We all know this. God has not given us a spirit of fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear. He has given unto us a spirit of power and a sound mind. Okay, not very many of you know that, so we're going to sing it until you know it. (laughs) Kay's going... God has not given us a spirit of fear. He has given, God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Now, as you've noticed, I have not looked at my notes once. And they're only half a page long. So what this, what this message is about is the two kinds of fear. Because there are two kinds of fear. One is worldly fear, which by the way, is what most of the world is living by right now. And I venture to say that about 50% of believers in this world are living by that very fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear. And what does that say? And timidity. Now, Paul, how many of you knew, how many of you have studied the Apostle Paul? Anybody? This guy was crazy sometimes. Whatever he had to do, he'd been in prison, he'd been bit by a snake, he'd been, all this stuff had happened to him, and he still would not let go. And here he's got Timothy, he's got this young pastor, and he's going through all this junk. And Paul's saying, don't give up. Don't give up your faith, because your faith will bring you through. How many of you realize that what you have faith in is either going to bring you through or not because you have faith in something right now? You do. You got faith in something. And whatever you believe in, see, faith in in, in its most simplest form, faith is quite simply what you believe because that's exactly how you're going to live. Now, just because you've been in church all your life doesn't mean you have faith in God. Just because you give in the offering every week doesn't mean that you have faith in God. Let's let's keep talking about the first kind of fear because it's it's mostly what we see today. America is in fear. I mean, you just see it all over the place. You turn on the news and it's just... It's wacko right now. Man, people, people, 
they get mad at the dumbest thing. People are pissed off about stuff they should never be mad about. I'm serious. Okay. Now that some of you are looking at me like, boy, you're a nut yourself. <laughs> Listen, I'm a little on the rough side, and I got a little, rough, and I got a few rough edges, and most of you know that. And I am in the business where I am around rough people all the time. I see guys like this every day. And I love them. And I drive stuff. I drive big, you know, pretty big equipment every day. I was, I was doing this big, huge job in Chelsea the other day. It took me about two weeks to do it. And I had to put up with this guy in this huge forklift. The forklift was as half as big as this room. It was huge, man. I mean, and it had these big old wheels, and it kept tearing the stuff. Every time I'd do something, it'd tear up what I did. And he'd get out there, and he was, he was doing it on purpose, I'm pretty sure. I'd do something, then he'd go out there and tear it up. I'd fix it, and he'd go tear it up again. And I was really getting kind of mad about that point. I was about to lose my, you know, calmness that you know that I have so much of. He, was, he just kept doing it, kept doing it. And I knew this guy. I'd already talked to him. The guy, he got out of the forklift one day before all this, before I, when I started this job, and he had the two, his two front teeth knocked out. He was as rough looking as he can, he, he, as he could be. He had a hard hat on it said, Jesus on the front of it. I thought, I ought to be able to talk to this guy pretty good. He was rough. Man, he was rough. Every word, every other word he said was, was rough. But I just, I just, I don't know. I just liked that guy. <laughs> there was just something about him. I just kept, you know, I carry most of the time out in work. And he said, what kind of pistol you got there, buddy? <laughs> and so I told him he had to take a look at it and all that, you know, and we had these conversations. Well, all of a sudden, he started getting mean to me. He started tearing my stuff up, the stuff that I did. And I was just really, I was really getting just kind of disturbed about it. So I stopped one day and got out of the tractor and I said, Get down out of that forklift. I want to talk to you for a minute. And he did. I said, look, I don't know what's going on here and why you're doing this to me, but you're going to stop it today. You're going to stop it today, and you and I are going to have a conversation from now on about what we're doing here because it's costing me money every time you do something. You come out here and tear my stuff up, you're costing me money and time. And this guy's just sitting there going. I said, I want you to stop right now. And I want you to just understand me. You, I really did this. I, this is not a joke. You guys are looking, where's the punchline? I said, I want you to stop right now. He looked at me and said, man, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I didn't realize I was doing it. I'm really sorry, Mark. I didn't know what I was doing. And I won't do it anymore. And anytime you tell me that, that something's going wrong, all you got to do is come to me, man. He said, because, because I'll, I'll work it out with you. Well, by then, I'm standing there going, all right. All right. All right. And so he gets in his forklift. We shake hands, and he goes, hey, man, if you'll just buy me a Dr. Pepper, I'd be okay. I said, okay, I'll go get you one. You know, the things it takes. Well, the boss came out after this. Boss of the whole plant, huge plant. He goes, I heard you had some words with old Floyd. Uh, Floyd was his name. I said, yes, sir, I did. I, I, we had some words. I said, I'm just telling you that I've had it up to here with him. He goes, man, you're the one of the first ones that's ever just come right out and told him. He said, sometimes he just needs to hear it. 
He said, by the way, Floyd is a third-degree black belt. <laughs> and he said, you're really lucky today. <laughs> but you know, by then I'm going, yeah, yeah, what? <laughs> God has not given us a spirit of fear. And sometimes the people that you'll, that you'll come across are either going to be like this guy or going to be like Floyd. You have to know by the Spirit of God how to talk to that person. There are some people out there that Cade, we've already had this, this, this conversation. There are some people out there that Cade knows that he can't reach. There are some people out there that I know that I can't reach. We seem to reach a whole different type of people, you know? But that's how God has made us. Well, here we have Paul, known as the cussing apostle, trying to comfort this little timid new pastor. I mean, this guy is so timid that he can't stand up to his people. He has no, really, the, his courage is gone. And Paul's having to say, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Come on, Timothy, let's go. No matter if anybody, no matter how, if all of them leave, we still got to move ahead. That's what he's trying to tell him. But this fear comes up, this, this certain kind of fear, this number one fear in the world today as it was 2,000 years ago, escalated in so many ways now because we're at the end times, folks. I don't know if you know it, but this is, a, this is the church age, and we're at the end of the church age. This age is going to end. can't say when, but you can tell it's pretty soon. This kind of fear is timid. It makes a believer timid. It makes a believer not have any courage. It makes a believer, well, let's put it like this. It puts the gospel on the back burner. You see, because we start, we start thinking about other things as, man, what if? What if? What if? What if this happens? What if this happens? What if I get this COVID stuff? What if I get, what if I, what if this happens to my family? Guys, God has not given us a spirit of fear. There are no what-ifs in the Word. Do you realize that? You can actually, if you know who you are, you'll actually go into this world and the Bible says that nothing can separate you from God's love. Nothing. No, it didn't say nothing. Well, okay, one thing. Disease. Stay away from disease because it'll separate you. Man, it'll just take you. It'll just, whoo, boy, you'll just be down the road. You get any kind of disease, that's it, buddy. No, that doesn't say that. Nothing. Nothing. You know what? We ought to be able to go all the way through what we're going through right now with no fear at all. No fear at all. Oh, Mark, that's just your personality. No, it's not. It's who's in me and what I believe. People get mad at me because I've had no fear. They get mad at me. They say, what's the matter with you? You're just, I've got even some of my family that says, I don't, we just don't know what's the matter with you. You're kind of stupid. <laughs> well, no, I said, no, you're stupid. <laughs> yeah, you're stupid because... God has not given me a spirit of fear. Nothing, 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 nothing is going to stand in my way of my relationship with God. No matter how imperfect I am. 
No matter if I let out a cuss word every now and then, like the old Apostle Paul. Come on, don't look at me like that. Because none of us are perfect in here. Don't you look at me. Don't, no. We all make mistakes every day. And the thing, thing about it is, is God still loves me the exact same. The exact same. Nothing you can do will separate you from God's love. So finally, let's, let's end this. Paul is saying, Timothy, no matter what happens to you, no matter what you go through, no matter how many people you leave, you may have to shut the doors on the church for two or three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, no matter what happens. God has not given you a spirit of fear. Know that everything will work out. Everything. Every time I go to work, man, and I, and sometimes I just, I don't know, some of you, some of you knew me years ago, man, I had a temper that was just horrible. It was just, it, 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 so everything was setting me off. Kate knows what I'm talking about. Gina, of course, knows what I'm talking about. Brooke probably can't remember a lot of it, but can. And my temper would set me off and it would just, but you know, after I do that, I'd just say, God, why did I even say that? God would say, I still love you. And I've still called you. So many times I think, you know, God must never have called me for anything. He must have never called me to stand up on stage. He must have never called me to preach. He must have never called me to do anything but just work. That's not true. Every time you make a mistake, God's looking at you and He's saying, I still love you just the way you are. Now here's the thing, folks. We're all going to experience fear because the second one is a reverence of God. We're all going to experience fear. Now, the first one we'll experience, but the second one is the reverence of God. And let me tell you something. The more you know who you are in God, the more you will reverence Him. I mean the more you understand who you are in Christ, the more you will reverence the very, I mean, you will fear God in, in knowing that God will take care of you no matter what. And I always tell everybody, the best thing is the worst thing that could happen to you is you could die and leave this earth and you can just go home. That's it. You realize nothing bad can happen to you. Because you can just go home. Oh, man, I think about that all the time. Thinking, wow, man, when God's done with me, I'm going home. But God ain't done with me yet. And evidently, He ain't done with you yet. So let's stand up. Come on. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Yeah. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Come on, Carrie. He has given unto us... A spirit of Anna. That's who we are. Now, as you've noticed, I could not sit still, and so I'll, if you watch this after service, you will not see me on the camera. Man, God is good. And I just want to remind you that God looks at you, and if you've accepted Jesus as your Savior, He looked at you, and man, He's got a plan for you. You can either follow it or not. That plan doesn't change. Amen.
And I'm going to pray for everyone in here that you follow God's plan. And you pray for me that I follow God's plan. The first, anybody in here who has not accepted Jesus as their Savior, we're going to do it right now. We're going to pray this with you. So let's all close our eyes and let's put our hands up in the air. Repeat this after me. Father, I thank you for giving me your son, Jesus, who died on that cross for me. Now, I receive him as my Savior. I receive him as my King. Father, I am born again. I am part of the family. And in Jesus' name, I thank you and I praise you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let's give the Lord a shout this morning. Now, before Cade comes back up here and, and closes us up, I want to pray over each and every person in here. And you guys just point your hand or your finger at me and shake like that and pray for me at the same time. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray over each and every person in this room, including myself. Father, God has not, you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So, Father, right now, right now, I pray power, love, and a sound mind over each and every person in this room. They are called to you. They are not just called for some penny any job that they don't get anything done. Father, they're called for you, for your work. And we thank you, Lord, that we're going to follow that very thing. That very thing, Father. Begin to speak to each and every person in this room right now, Father, just in that still, small voice. Speak to them right now. If they're just, if they're having a hard time figuring out what that is, Father, just give them, just give them the courage of knowing. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Woo, isn't God good? Amen. Yeah, let's give him a hand. Thanks, Dad. You guys can be seated real quick. You know, it's cool that he gave that message because it reminds me of something that happened to me earlier this week. I, I don't drive into Tulsa often. Beth and I actually, like, we live in Collinsville. So if we ever cross over the 244 bridge, you know, we kind of like just pick up our feet and jump. We're like, woo, we're in new territory now. But I was, I was in Tulsa like several times last week. And my grandma, she lives in East Tulsa. And every time I drove past like the street to exit her house, go visit her. Like someone would just rise up on the inside of me, go visit her. I, I got things to do. So I'd pass by. And then the next time, go visit her. And I love my grandma, but that's just not something that comes to mind whenever I pass 21st Street. Like it was kind of like out of the normal. So third time, I'm sitting at a light and I'm, me and Coonrod had went to pick up a new snare drum at Drum World. And we were headed home. I was behind him. I was like, go visit her. I got in the exit line to get on 169 to come home. Go visit her. Okay. And so I got out of the exit and like zoomed on past Coonrod. And he's probably like, what the heck is he doing? <laughs> so I went to visit her and I thought it was just, you know, for her, like, cause you know, grandma's like to spend time with her grandkids and I love to spend time with her, but it turned out it was for me. She ended up ministering to me and I was there for a couple hours. Anybody who knows grandma Carol knows that that's, that's minimum. <laughs> That's minimum. So she ministered to me, and basically what we got down to is like, Cade, you either live your life as if the enemy's defeated or if you're still trying to defeat him. But the truth of the matter is he's already defeated. When Jesus Christ 
you know, went to the cross and he rose again, he made a display of his defeat of the enemy. He defeated death, he defeated sin, he defeated it all. And you can either live from a place that he's already defeated, or you can live from a place that you're trying to defeat him. But he's already defeated, and it changed the whole way you live your life. You don't live in fear anymore when you know that the enemy's been defeated. You don't live in fear of your finances or your health or any of that, because the enemy's already been defeated, and I live in a place of safety, and I live in God's kingdom. So exactly what you were saying this morning. So apparently I needed to hear it twice. So, do what? Yeah, probably so. So that's good stuff. Well, awesome. Well, if you prayed the prayer to receive Jesus for the first time, we want to help you on the journey that's ahead. Um, and we've set up an easy way for you to tell us, you know, because we can't help you if we don't know. So all you do is text the word Jesus to 918-373-9883, and we'll reach out to you and just help you through some next steps and just help you get connected with some people that'll help you along that journey. They put it up on the screen, and if you could put it up online as well so that they can see that information. Awesome. Well, you guys probably saw on Facebook that we were able to bless the Owasso Police Department just this last Friday. We didn't just take them any meal. We took them a steak dinner from Trails and Barbecue. And if you've ever been to a men's event here, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's good stuff. If you want to know what I'm talking about, you got to come to the next men's event. All right. But, you know, we're in a time where so many good cops are being treated like trash simply because of the actions of a few bad cops, right? And so the, the Lord, he just put it on my heart, you know, reach out to them, let them know you appreciate them and honor them and love them. And man, did they feel appreciated. Me and Carrie got to take them lunch, and there's about 12 of them there whenever we took them lunch, and they were just like, wow. And it, it turned out they were like, this is the best meal that anybody's ever brought us. It's really cool because we got to partner with a local business, Trails and Barbecue, to bless our local police. It's just like a win, 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 win all the way around. So I just want to say thank you to Carrie because he organized that food for me. Thank you to Sandy. Is she in here? No, she's in kids' department. Sandy Simmons. She helped out Amy Mitchell and Gayla Bratcher. You're probably watching online. They wrote handwritten thank you cards to the police department that we gave them to. So it was a good team effort. And I told you guys that I'd let you know when we were doing it so a group of us could go up there and do it. But the police officer, the chief, was just like, I only want a few people to bring the meal. So that's why it turned out that way. But just know that you were a part of that through your giving. You were what, you were what enabled that to happen, your generosity. So thank you for that. Super cool. Give your neighbor a high five because we're making a difference, all right? That's just like, oh, the baby bottle drive, we just wrapped that up too, which we do every year. We ended up raising $2,500 for the Pregnancy Resource Center. Yeah, that's super awesome. And what that means is that that goes towards helping them uh, talk to the women who are facing unplanned pregnancy and help them choose life for their baby rather than abortion. You know, it doesn't really do any good to just get on to people who are having an abortion and like put them down and stuff like that, but loving on them, sharing the message of Jesus with them, like they do at the Pregnancy Resource Center. Now that's the way that you help them to choose life and just explain it to them that that life in their womb is valuable, which we stand for. We are pro-life here at No Limits and without reservation. All right, that's just two of many ways that your giving is making a difference here at No Limits. So just know that every time you give, you're like, man, this is going towards a great cause. It's making a big difference. And if you want to give today, just raise your hand and one of the ushers will bring you an offering envelope if you're giving with cash or check. Or if you want to give online today or later this week, you just visit nolimits.fyi on your phone, your tablet, your computer. You can just give any time there, set up recurring giving, whatever you want to do. So, Thank you so much for joining us. And a special thanks to those that give in to our ministry. It's because of your generous giving that we're able to lead people to Jesus and make a difference all around the world. If you're ready to give, head to your browser and type nolimits.fyi into the address bar. 
And if you were encouraged by this podcast, then hit that share button and pass it on so that others can be encouraged as well. Or you can even take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. Thanks again for listening. Now let's go make a difference.